Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. As Christmas was approaching, I was thinking about, you know, memories from past Christmases. And there's different kind of memories. You know, you can think about Christmases where the family was all together and it was a beautiful time. Or maybe you were in a beautiful place. Maybe Christmas Day and it was all beautifully white. The snow had fallen during the night. But what's your favorite spiritual memory of Christmas? I know what mine is right away. And the strange thing is, I got this memory, but I wasn't there. The priest told me this story, and it's become part of my memory. And I'll tell you what it was. Father Rick, who's a priest, a pastor, in a parish in Fort Pierce, Florida, on the East Coast, was midnight mass. And he had just gotten to this spot in the mass. He was just about to begin the homily. And right about where you are, Jason, there was a young mom and about a two-and-a-half or three-year-old. He knew the family. And that boy was looking right at him. Then he started squirming. He got down from his mind. He ran up to Father Rick right in the middle of mess. So what was he going to do? He picks him up, and the little boy starts pointing to the tabernacle and saying, Jesus' birthday. Jesus' birthday. He said, yeah, yeah, it's Jesus' birthday. And then he, he, he wiggled out of his arms, and he started running. I'm not going to be able to run, but he ran over here. And he looked right up at the tabernacle, and he did this. <laughs> and then he ran back to his mom. Now, you know, in the seminary, we teach the students to give brief homilies that have a clear message that leaves a lasting impression. That two-and-a-half-year-old gave a perfect homily. <laughs> so here's Father Rick. He puts up his arms, and he says, well... I'm done. <laughs> anyway, I think he went back and just they had a little time of silence. That congregation has never forgotten that midnight mass. I mean, I remembered. I wasn't even there. So today, in 1223, so exactly 800 years ago, St. Francis was in a little town in Italy called Greccio. It was Christmas Day, and he had an altar put out in a cave, and he had a live donkey and a live ox, and he had a little statue of the baby Jesus. It was the very first nativity scene in Mass, and it's a great spiritual memory in the Catholic Church because 800 years later, every church has a nativity scene. You probably have nativity scenes in your homes. It's everywhere. It all started exactly 800 years ago. So uh, Francis was not a priest. He said he wasn't worthy to be a priest. So I'm thinking, wow, if he's not worthy to be a priest, what am I doing here? He was ordained a deacon. So as a deacon... He could proclaim the gospel, and he could preach. So this is what he did on that Christmas Mass with the nativity scene. He went up, 
And he picked up the baby Jesus and he cradled him in his arms and he gave a passionate sermon. I can't even approximate what that must have been like. And he asked the question as he's preaching, why did our God become one of us? Why would he have stooped that low to become one of us? Now, one of the things he talked about was how this was a very poor setting. He was making a statement about the materialism of his time, but also included in that scene, very graphically, is that God chose to be born into the poverty. He was really saying to everyone in the world, I don't care how poor you are. I don't care how broken you are. I don't care how much you feel like you don't belong. I came for you. You belong. That's why he came. And you can see it in the, in the first chapter of Mark. Mark's gospel doesn't begin with infancy narratives. He begins with John the Baptist. And Jesus is baptized. And by the end of that first chapter, there's a man with leprosy who runs up to Jesus and kneels down. If you had leprosy, you can't go near anybody. You remember the movies? You probably saw them. They threw rocks at them. They were unclean. And back then, leprosy was not just a physical ailment. It was a social and a spiritual ailment. They felt like you must have done something really bad, or your family did. And that's why you're like this. So they felt so ostracized. And the leper says to Jesus, if you wish, you could make me whole. And Jesus does something that would have horrified them back then. Because what he wanted when he came here is he wanted to be able to look into our eyes and for us to look into his eyes. He wanted to be able to talk to us directly and for us to talk to him. He wanted to be able to touch us. What Jesus does there is he reaches through the prejudice and the hatred of the people around and through the man's own shame and self-loathing and he touches him. And he says these seven words, I do will it be made clean. That's why he came into the world. There's another scene where Jesus is with a crowd. They're walking. They're actually going to walk to heal a little girl. And there's a woman there who's been bleeding for 12 years. And that also makes you unclean. But she thought, if I can just touch his garment, I won't touch him. I'll touch his garment. I'll be healed. And as soon as she does, Jesus feels the power go out of him. And he says to his disciples, who touched me? And they're like, who touched you? Everybody's touching you. We're walking in a big crowd here. He wanted to meet her. That's another th why he came. He wanted to be able to see us and meet with us one to one. You see that all the time, one to one. He wanted to meet her. Finally, she gets the courage. Because it was courageous, they could have treated her very negatively because she made Jesus unclean in their thinking at the time. She tells him, it was me. And Jesus says this. He calls her daughter. 
a daughter. That means she belongs. She's connected. Your faith has saved you. And let me mention one more little vignette. There was a time when everybody was there listening, and they were so crowded in that house. And Mary shows up, and the other, some other relatives of Jesus, and they're outside, they can't get in. So the word comes in, hey, your mom's outside, and your relatives, they want to talk to you. And Jesus says this, oh, if we had been there to hear this. He looks at them, he extends his arm, and he says, who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters? Whoever hears and, and acts on my heavenly Father's will is my mother and my sister and my brother. And he was looking right at them. He was saying to them, you are my family. That's why he came. He wanted to heal us. He wanted to be there with us. He wanted to save us. So... When he was carrying this little baby, would you like to hold this baby, Jesus? I went on a retreat years ago, a 30-day silent retreat. I didn't think I could do it. But you can. The grace of God is there. And one of the meditations is by St. Ignatius of Loyola. He believed that you could pray and imagine a scene, and the Holy Spirit would talk to you through your imagination. So one of the meditations is to meditate on the nativity. So for a lot of people who go there in their mind, they see Jesus and Mary and Joseph, the shepherds come in maybe after they've seen the angels. And for many people, at one point, Mary gives them the baby Jesus and says, you hold him. Can you imagine what that would feel like to hold the Lord? It happened to me. I held him for like 20 minutes. It was so, it's hard to describe it, how beautiful it was, how connected I felt to Jesus. Had he wanted to be connected to me and to us. So what I'm going to ask is sometime today, sometime, take five minutes or so and imagine Mary gives you her son to hold. And just hold him and see what happens when you do. You know, we all would say, wow, to be able to hold Jesus, thank you very much. But we get a chance to hold Jesus every Sunday in Holy Communion. He found ways to connect to us today. We had all kinds of confessions the last weeks. We went to everybody's churches. All the priests went around. There were so many people who went to confession you know, in every confession, Jesus says three things to us. He wants, he's still doing it. He's still touching us personally. He's saying three things. I love you. I forgive you. And here's the mind-boggling one. I did it for you. You know, we say Jesus died for the sins of the world. It sounds so remote. But he finds a way through confession to be able to tell it to each one of us. I did it for you. Wow. You know, when St. Francis was giving that sermon, it was so powerful. Some people felt like the baby Jesus came alive in his arms. It was so touching and moving. Was it a miracle? Or was his preaching that strong that they felt 
Jesus with them on that Christmas Mass. Let's pray for the grace to realize how beautiful a God we have. He became one of us because he loves us. He wants to connect to us. He wants us to know you belong. You belong to me. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.